The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Jeff Zimmerman is laying waste to us in the fancy sport, uh, the, the uh, Arizona Fall League Speakers League yet again. I think it's like his 18th year in a row doing it in a five-year league. But uh, he's won major titles all over the place. He's an author of the process, does well in the NFBC as well. He joins us now here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Zimmerman from Fangraphs, The Process. The one man's trash here on Rotowire. Uh, you can find him a lot of places, and of course, on the Launch Angle Pod as well. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? Thanks for joining me today. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The weather's actually kind of cooled off here. It's just been completely miserable to even yeah. go outside or do anything. So, um, like I said, that's just kind of been nice, just to kind of catch up on some stuff outside. But otherwise, no, just good. Just grinding away with the season. It was. I felt like I definitely needed the all-star break. It was just yeah, to step too. away and move. Give me at least a few. I'll probably hit one more wall somewhere along the along the ways. It's always happened sometimes here in this last month or so. And and it's like, well, but we just got to, you know, grind your way through and try not to mess up too bad that week or two when you really don't want to be doing anything. Right. I, I hear you on needing that break. The all-star break, you know, it was a week later this year too. So it was like, one more week. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> this year, I folded my annual golf trip in with uh, the annual Vegas trip for Rotowire. So it was like nine days in a row. And I'm trying to keep up on the road on the East Coast, no less. And, you know, first world problem, mind you. But still, it, it was, keeping track of that is tough. And now that it's like I'm excited. It's the trade deadlines coming up. We've got stuff going on. I always love like all the like the news cycle with that. Um, and, and then, you know. But then it's also football draft season coming up. And I'm my uh, annual push and pull trying to figure out how to handle that. You know, we do, I'm doing two football podcasts a week now, in addition to three baseball ones. And uh, yeah, it, it starts to call, all collide together. But it's only got, it's a two month sprint. We can do this here. But uh, we, got, we got a lot going on, uh, including, uh, you know, a, a trade, which we're going to hit in a second here. I wanted to lead off with a couple of big news items the Mike Trout thing. I've got Trout in the Rotowire staff keeper league. I've got him in another long-term league. In addition to a couple of like standalone uh, redraft leagues too. He's got what's called described as a rare back issue. Um, and he's, he says he's going to play again this year as opposed to like, Oh, next week, you know, I thought it was going to be now it's this year. I, I'm, I'm super nervous about this. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. 
what to do. I've got him in a couple leagues. That's it. And um, they're even one of them's even got like the OBPs, like points take to it. So he's like even more important there. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't know what to do yet. Like I kind of want to see what's going to happen, but I don't know if the angels are really going to be do anything. Maybe they'll sell off a piece or two. So, and they're, and they're probably out of it. I don't know if I'm dropping yet. I may wait another week, but I could definitely see myself when the kind of the news cycle comes in and seeing what my options are. And probably maybe even when it comes Sunday, a bunch of other players are hurt on a couple of those teams. It's like, all right, I'm just going to have to let Trout go and, you know, at least have someone in for this week. Cause almost every week I end up needing at least like two backups on my bench. I can't just go in with, you know, hope everyone stays healthy in my lineup. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I know exactly how it is. The, one of the leagues I have, AO Only League. It's the league that started Roto News slash RotoWire. Uh, Peter Shanky's in it. Uh, uh, RotoWire co-founder Herb Ilk is in it. Uh, we It's 11 teams. AO Only, but we grandfathered in the Brewers because it started in like the 90s. Uh, so we have that. No IL spots, three bench spots. It's super punitive to hold on to a guy through an injury. And I think I might have to cut him. Yeah, I don't know what your key is. Do you have keeper rules or is it the redraft? No, no, this is just a redraft league every year. I think and you, it's it's yeah, four by four. To, yeah. Yeah. And you don't even get like, yeah, you don't have the OBP. That's always kind of like his one thing that at least he's always provided. A lot of mm-hmm. those like high walk guys are always like, oh, at least they're giving you that part of it. But if it's just average, I don't know if he's going to have that coming back or how well he's going to hit. Or I think right. he want, I could see him want to come back see if he's healthy and then shut it down again. Like a lot of people like that. Like they're always like, Oh, with the Tommy John, why don't they just shut him down? Like, no, they want to get back, throw hard for a game or two, then shut it down. Like get back to where they want to be and make sure everything's right. So I think right. there, that might happen with Trout. It's like, okay, everything's right. You played four games, shut it down for the year. So even if he comes back, you may just only get a few games. Yeah. And that, that's the problem though. I mean, you just, you know, you don't know. And that, that, that's the frustrating part. I know they talked about how first, I mean, it was weird. First of all, like he had the cortisone shot last week. Then we had the trainer come out this week and say, well, typically it takes two weeks for a full effect of the cortisone shot. So I guess next week. And then all of a sudden rare back condition. And I expect to come back sometime this year. Just, yeah, I don't know. Um, He could be back next week. I mean, that's the thing that's kind of scary is, I mean, it could be just that, that soon that he's back in with us here. That's the other thing that's really kind of tricky. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the player that I got burnt with one time where they basically like, oh, you're out for like two or three months or whatever. Then they were back like a week later, like they misdiagnosed it. So yeah. I'm always like a little hesitant to cut immediately, like before all the news kind of comes through and everything, like give it a week. And then once the cycle kind of is like, OK, he's definitely hurt. It's going to be a while. You know, no one's seen him do anything. Then I'm more willing to cut. I'm, I kind of cut probably more than I should. I'm very hackish and going at players and don't keep many around so even in this case he's like so good you have to at least hope that you can get a good amount of time more than just like a week out of him yeah and i probably am listing too much to the other side um i mean i always go usually wait a week like absent like okay his arm's been amputated he's not going to pitch all right well let, let's let it wait a week here maybe it's misdiagnosed or something like that <laughs> yeah. But I've I, one of my two mains. I've held on to Tatis all year. Um, that's not a fun experience. Injury optimism never wins. It just doesn't. I picked him up when we knew the injury was happening around like the twelfth round. Mm-hmm. 
And it was sometime in June. I was like, I'm you're gone. Like I, I cannot handle this empty spot. And it's like, so you cut him. Okay. I cut him. I was the one there's one every week. I've kind of had seen some people, but there, I was the one person that cut him that week. So I just, I was getting an empty spot and I was having to go in that week with no, no one else. And I thought other players were coming back sooner and stuff. And, um, he was only, I think $41 got him the next week. Was that the main or was it a 12 team? It was, it was a 12. Yeah. 12s are weird. First of all. Yeah. Um, the 12s I, are weird. And then also it's like, you have like streaming is more important there than yeah. it is in the main. Like, I think in the main, I'm still owning over, but after today's news, I think it's, there is actually news today, very little, but he yeah. seems to be almost done. So yeah, it's tougher. I just found out like in the online, it's like all your DL slots are all on the wire. Like people, unless it's like a top eight rounder, they all just get dropped. And then right. you just kind of have to be the one person that's going to jump in early or we just bid a bunch. But OCs. Yeah. They're definitely a lot more hurt players out there. You can kind of time. I got uh, Tatis at 153 in the main and I just, I, I'm still holding on, but I'm going to lose that equation. Even if, even if it was the max pick, I'm still like, I'm not happy about it. It's not happy at how it worked. And I probably won't do it again. Uh, DeGrom's another one. Joel Hennard points out uh, he's held them all, all season long in yogurt uh, as well. It's a rough team. And you know, that, that's, that's the thing it is. It's rough when you miss out on him like that. And bless you for calling it yogurt by its proper name. TGFBI. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Um, points yeah, for Joel that, on um... that one. Yeah, I don't know where I'm standing right now. That's me and um, actually doing pretty good. Um, the Andrews are in it. They're always near the top, and so does the Yancey. You're, you're so, first right now. I'm looking am I, at it. It changes like we're like points, like points difference between the multiple of us. Um, well, I know when you and Yancey switch places, usually I know because Yancey will send a tweet. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he, Yancey's there, and there's the three Andrews and Casey Varner all hanging around there. Uh, uh, or the two Andrews, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Aaron looks like an Andrew, uh, and when you briefly glance at it there, but uh, yeah, it's a tight pack. My, yeah, my that, younger team, not so much. Them, Jamie Steed, he's somewhere near there. Let me see, he's 10th right now. He's in my league, poor guy. It's like he's second in the league, 10th in the overall, though. So, no, he's it was, um. Knew he was from the league, and then he just kind of worked his way up into the top 10. So I'd like to give him just a shout-out that he's doing good, but hopefully um, I can stay ahead of him in both of them. Yeah, uh, and and one of my mains, I'm I, uh, for much of the week, I've been in second place in the league, but ahead of him in the overall, ahead of the guy <laughs> in the overall. And that's always rather, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's like on the borderline of cashing, but it's not quite cashing. So I don't know which is better at this point in time. I want, I want to be ahead in both, obviously, but uh, – <laughs> It's Kelly Ugansky. I'm actually ahead of him today, uh, but he's ahead of me in the, but he's ahead of me in the league. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'd rather, I want to win the league first. I've never won a main event league. That's like, that's a, that's a goal. Yeah. I hadn't got my first one last year with Fred Zinke, but um, I, I'm not going to win my, well, I could maybe win mine. My hitting is just so bad. I'm having to, I'm kind of um, blocked out on runs and RBIs and making any kind of big move. So mm -hmm. it's like to, to move up in the overall but my auction is um, within shot. We're like four out of the money in that and um, really hurting. Like if we would have been one, the um, person to grab um, birdie, we'd have probably been like up there, but we're, we're, we're grinding for steals. Like I said, we're definitely hurting for that. So it's one of those deals. Oh, like we just, and then there's those people that have Harris and birdie. I saw some team, like how they got this. And you look at their team and it's like, they already had drafted and picked both those two up. And yep. you, you got plenty of steals at that point then.
God bless Michael Harris. He he saved that team for me. Uh, <laughs> You've it, got one with him. So awesome. Yeah, and one of my two mains. I got Harris, and I think I got him in. Uh, I think I got him in Scarf, which is one of the Earthly uh, League teams. Uh, so yeah, Harris has been beautiful. I love him. He's a great human being. Uh, <laughs> I hope he holds on for two more months, though. I'm I'm a fear. I'm fearing this. Like teams are starting to get a book on him, sort of thing going on right now. But we'll see. Uh, Jacob Degrom scheduled to make his debut next week. Um, only place I have him is a couple of those, uh, those fifties, those 12 team fifties, uh, draft champion style format leagues. Uh, I've been just waiting out all year. Uh, I actually have a sale into Grom team, so that's working out really well, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I, th- those three, those three outings from sale were wonderful though, but I'll, I'll always have that. No one can take that away from me. Uh, do you have any DeGrom in your life? Are you waiting for him? No, I didn't. Um, I had gotten burnt with the early round hurt guys so mm-hmm. it was i made a rule that i was taking no one with like known risk for like five rounds right after that it's like okay i'm willing to jump in on on players but it was just um i needed that steady production from the top is where i'd found out like i'd kind of gotten hurt on some of my teams so it it has worked out that way there's other things that i've messed up i kind of missed on like the big um power hitters like that they, they were going to make more of a difference this year. Like yeah. you couldn't just get like the 2025 home runs from other guys. So that was kind of one mistake I made, but no, it's just nice having those top players. Um, I miss endeavors in a couple of leagues right now. Like that's always kind oh, of rough. Yeah. So he's yeah. the one that's, that's hurt me right now, but he's come back. I had miss Machado. He's been missed some time too. I didn't mind mm-hmm. grabbing that early third basements cause they were so bad. Um, trying to think of anyone else that early on, um, but not real. I haven't been kind of lucky on that front that I've been able to at least keep my first rounders kind of healthy throughout the year. The amazing thing is like you uh, in, in you didn't get any of those power guys. I know for sure. in uh, the speakers league, because you went like super pitching heavy early on in that one there. And that strategy has worked out pretty well. Yeah. I, you guys really gave it to me. There's a couple of times I thought I was going to take a hitter and like Woodruff fell to me in the second round or something like that. I think I took Tucker and I was going to grab another bat and then just go a bunch of pitching, which I've done before. And every, it just kind of just kept falling to me. And at some point, it's like, I've got to get some hitters. And I think I went like 20 straight picks or something like that of hitters or quite a few of them. Right. And and um, just to make up for it. And that's something I've done with the draft and holds. It's like getting those regulars that you can always plug in to your lineup every week. It's just as long as you're getting those counting stats. I might not be the best in home runs or um, stolen bases, but I'll definitely get the runs and RBIs. Just um, start cranking those up. And I could probably even start moving up in that league, depending if – some people start worrying about football, you know, have some podcasts with those going on and stuff like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> you might be looking at one of them. Yeah. yeah but we'll see. Uh, yeah, you're, but... you're, you're in there, aren't you? Yeah. Because... I mean, I was at one point I was in third place and now I've kind of fell, fallen back a little bit there, but there's this big pack from like three to nine and I'm in that. I went pitcher pitcher to start that league. I went Burns and Wheeler. Okay. Pretty good start. That's fine. I mean, this is obviously before we found out about Wheeler's injury uh, in spring training as we did drafting so early. Uh, and then, then I, and I had Romano in the fifth. So I went three out of five pitchers early on, but you went Tucker, Woodruff, Iglesias, Diaz, Musgrove, Cease. Cease in the sixth. I mean, that's that that's a gift that keeps on giving right there. That's what I, there was at points where I was like, oh, you know, these guys aren't going to keep falling. And that's when they kept, they just kept doing it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just going to have a great pitching staff. And I think I got something like 71 pitching points in the league. It's, um, 
been great. And it's just like, well, I have to start getting some hitters then. Then I grab Mania, which hasn't been great. And Montgomery would just can't even like get a win to save his life. No, he can't. And, That's right. But you got Nestor in the 24th. I mean, come on. That works out pretty well for you there. Can't yeah, complain probably, about that. I think that was – I didn't hit great on any of my other late guys besides Nestor. Jordan Lyles I've run through a few times. Kyle Freeland a few times. Cueto's been useful. Yeah. Um, Keller at times. Like I said, it's kind of – I besides um, Nestor, I've just kind of just been using those top guys and just using them. It hasn't oh, yeah. been – been a problem just throwing out my top nine as long they've stayed healthy which has been helpful too well yeah, that's that's always the other thing yeah I, I i think in that league i think i have 10 healthy pitchers so there is no streaming it's just like <laughs> you are my guys my team is on the floor it's like hoosiers uh you know it's like there's no more there are no subs coming in now shame on me for drafting mike soroka i should know better um there's there's some the call-ups that never got called up uh so it goes yeah but the, the, those teams are always all over the place. I have other ones that are just like one. I've used the same pitching staff. I don't know if I changed all, all year. I just missed on everything late or they've gotten hurt. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the thing when you have a, a draft and hold league like that and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. It's just, you just, okay, nothing I can do. You know, I, I, I was happy when Max Meyer got the call finally and he, and he's done. He's out. He needs Tommy John surgery. That just got announced today. Bad break there. I mean, the Marlins are just a team full of bad breaks when it comes to their pitchers, not names handy. Yeah, it's they're getting the talent out of them. Like all the results have usually been pretty mm-hmm. good. And um, even kind of had Lozardo turned around and maybe he'll be getting back here. But yeah, just the injuries. I don't know. I don't know if they're more unlucky than some other teams. Or it's just like since they're all good, like everyone that goes down is good. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you know, half our staff's hurt, and every team has half their staff's hurts. It's just they're all guys that we've kind of counted on. Um, yeah, was, um, Garrett has kind of been a nice little surprise that yeah, uh, that he's coming through and just really just steadily productive. I think some people not really buying it, or it's like, well, you know might've been a little bit late to the party, but just kind of been a steady nine strikeout 2.5 walk guy, which at this point was kind of helpful. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because uh, you know, that that's, that's absolutely true. And uh, you know, the thing is he actually did pitch well against the Reds this week. It was nice to see him do that well against a team that's not named the pirates. So uh, I was kind of, I was like, I want to see him get a slightly tougher challenge. Now the Reds land is pretty crappy too. Let's, let's be honest. It's a ballpark kind of, you know, hides that a little bit, but yeah, he got some like nine strikeouts or something too, didn't he? Eight or nine yeah, strikeouts. Did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one walk. It's like, I mean, you went to the, I think I had to start him maybe in some 15s and sat him in 12s and stuff like that, you know, and you have more options. But no, he was, he's fine. It wasn't someone I was dropping because he was hitting that, you know, against it. If I had to use him, I would have went with it. I mean, it just wasn't perfect, but I think he's fine at this point considering the other options. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk a little Royals, but first a uh, quick note from our friends on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com all the Rotowire baseball fantasy baseball podcasts are hosted on the Blue Wire Network. We thank them for their uh, hosting and we play their ads. So there you go. Uh, we saw a big trade last night. First, well, medium trade. I don't know. I, I don't know how to classify it because Andrew Benintendi is actually a pretty good fit for the Yankees. On base guy, plays some decent defense. Can't really throw. Um, I, at least my my limited observation of his throwing seems like I'm unimpressed with his throwing and he hits for no power, but they don't really need power. They need an on base guy that can actually cover some ground in the outfield. It's going to bat lead off today for the Yankees. You you watch a lot of Royals baseball. What was your reaction to this trade? Um, I think it's fine. I think the Royals got something from him. I think, mm-hmm. um, he. I could see where a lot of teams just wanted him as like a. I don't know if he's so much starting as like a bench bat. Where, but he's perfect for the Yankees. Like just he gets on like about a forty percent clip. So just, you know, when that happens and just have the hitters after him, try to knock him in. I don't think it's like a hard, you know, sell for it. I think it's perfect for what the Yankees need. And just, like I said, he just has his only job is just to get on and then jog around the bases when um, Judge hits a home run or Stanton or Rizzo or anyone else. Right. So I I think it's great for them. For the On the Royal side, they just kind of picked up three pitchers. I was kind of reading on them where it's not – doesn't sound like game changers and it sounded like the Royals kind of wanted some volume. I don't, I don't know if they've just been disappointed with what their drafts are and everything, but on the Royals side, like opening up a spot, I don't know if they're done. I think that that's kind of the key with them is yeah. I think Isbell might be worth a shot. He's been a little bit disappointing, but he still has some power and some speed. It's and average. Is not horrible? I, I think that that's fine. Um, kind of the big thing will be is if they trade Michael Taylor or not, or if they can find someone to take Hearn or take Dozier. It's like where, if there's going to be other spots opening and kind of who fills into those. So um, if they start just emptying everybody, I think it'll be interesting 
to see if maybe some guys from the minors get um, brought up or get into more um, more everyday playing time. I do think I noticed the Royals and the Pirates have been with this also as they've been playing their veterans a ton. And I think they're just kind of showcasing them off. I think you're right about that. I think like Sawinski went down, like he was obviously better than everyone else. And it's like, no, we're just going to play Gamble. We're going to play like the, the Pirates, Tasugo, Newman. We're going to play these guys, see if they hit and hope a team takes them. Get something, anything for them. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, let's face it. It worked in the Carlos Santana. He got hot in June and they were able, you know, much to our howls of call up Vinny, call up Vinny. They waited and they got something for him from the Mariners. And, uh, I think they're probably trying to do the same. I think Whit Merrifield should draw some interest, at least in the trade market, I would think. Uh, I know it's not having his great a great year, um, but at the same time, he's kind of recovered since his awful, awful start. Um, I think he's, he's going to be a Dodger. years old, too, though. I think he's going to be a Dodger. I think he'd be great on their bench. They just pay yeah. it. You know, they get it. They've got, an, they've got plenty of – he covers a ton of positions. He's not horrible. He can be, go be as a pinch runner. Like I said, it's – He's not really like a difference maker to win a team, but like I said, as a bench bat, I think he's perfect for them. Sure. I can buy that. Uh, you know, and the, the Royals they already have Melendez up. They already have Pasquantino up. They already have Prado up. Uh, who's next? Is there anybody else who we should be watching for? Oh, Waters. I think Waters will be the one if, if they've done everything. They just picked him up from um, the Braves. Yeah, that's right. And I think he's going to be the one that's going to – if. If um, Taylor gets moved, he sounds like he's they got Waters to be the center fielder, and hopefully he can be for a while. So I think that's the one to kind of keep an eye on. And again, he's kind of got that power speed threat that he might be an interesting one if it actually can hit the you know ends up hitting the ball and um, can be productive. So they've they've had so many guys to bring up, like they've called right. everyone up. Like it's it's been kind of nice. I think the big thing is if you get full time at bats for someone like Isbell, that's kind of been playing like every other day because all the other veterans have been playing. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Oliveris. What's that? Also, there's also Oliveris. If you ever, if when he's well, yeah, free, too. free Oliveris, of course, but <laughs> uh, when those seven days when he's healthy in a row, um, we'll do that there, but man, he's had ran into some bad luck this year. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Witt's still not starting. He is out. You know, this is this day to day thing is now like five days in a row, four, fourth, four straight in a row with the hamstring injury. Yeah, just put him on the IL on Sunday, please. The Royals are the worst. I wish I I need to keep track of that from like year to year. It's like I kind of noticed that too. It's just like instead of just putting him there, they just let it linger forever. It just drives me nuts. Yeah, I've got him active in uh, labor mixed league, uh, mixed draft league, and I, you know, I I could I could have replaced him with VR, and I was like, okay, well if it's two days of him or four games of Jonathan VR, uh, okay, fine, I'll leave him in. Of course, it hasn't worked out that way. But and unlike the NFPC, we don't have midweek changes either. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I kind of like the tout rules better, sometimes better, where it's just like, oh, if they're hurt, you know, you can kind of swap them in and out. Um, instead of having to always spend my Friday nights kind of checking in to see if um so someone's in a lineup or not. Yeah, that's I hear you on that. Um, at least you're on the like the West Coast. It's nicer there. Oh, that. I love West Coast sports times. Um, I really love it. And I especially love it for the well, the, the West Coast baseball games, Sunday night uh, baseball, Sunday night football. So much better. So much better that way. Uh, never have to miss the end of a game. I'm never like 
yeah, you know, like I said, I was on the East Coast for a golf trip and it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm a little tired. We, we've been going get an early start usually. And I games are just starting. Ah, oh, this is terrible. This is the worst. I got to be able to keep track of things. Yeah, as kind of my worst thing is I'm always just kind of going and it seems like every night I sit down to watch like an eight o'clock game. And it's like, I think I've only barely catch the Royals starting, but I've caught like the Rockies beginning, you know, I'm just like, that's kind of just my time zone of catching teams to play. Yeah. Yeah. I, my thing is I always catch the beginning of the night games, but I miss a lot of the closers because the dinner time is right around that. But I always say, don't watch your closers. Anyhow, just watch other people's closers. But uh, so I'm, I don't have any Taylor Rogers. So I'm watching the heck out of him this week. Uh, oh, thanks, man. See. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Message. I care. He was unlucky. And that second, I mean, he gave that the game winning hit yesterday was a rocket. But did you see the route that Nomar Mazzara took to try to go after it? He like turned himself around like three different times. It, it was really sad. And there was the ground ball right down the third baseline before that, that stayed fair. The Machado was just like hoping to go foul for a scope. It was, it was unlucky, but he also didn't put guys away when he got the two outs either. I'm going to complain about one rule has got to change. It doesn't have to change. It's fine the way it is, I guess. But it just kills me with fantasy baseball is like the missed pop-up that like Eovaldi got all those earned runs the other day. When Oh, yes. Yes. Like, like because he didn't touch it, it's not an error. I was like, how is that not an error? Like, if, if anyone watched that, like, that's an error, but it's not, like, legally that way. And it's like... No, same thing happened earlier for Montas uh, on the A's. Uh, I, I tweeted about it, and it got tons of traction. It's like, I know it's not a rule that a player has to touch it, but official scorers often go that route. And, like, it was a ball that dropped between Andrews, and I forget who was playing third. I think it was maybe, I want to say Pinder. It was, it was someone who hasn't been playing third a lot. And they just, oh, no, no, no. It was, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, he used to be the DH for the Reds for a while. I think it was a catcher at one point in time with the White Sox. Anyhow, um, he doesn't normally play third for the A's. And they just didn't communicate it, dropped in between. I'm like, that's an error. Somebody's got to get an error for that. It's the same thing as like when a, a fielder throws to the wrong base, makes a decision to try to get the lead runner and has no chance and all that. That's it. That's a mental error. It's a mistake. It needs to be punished and judged accordingly. If we're going to have the distinction between errors and not errors and earned runs and unearned runs, do it right. Yeah. I was just like, it's like, oh yeah. I was like, go to watch it. And I was like, what happened to Evaldi? And I was like, oh, they should have been like, this just dragged on forever. And they're like, I said, all these runs became earned if Duran just did, you know. Oh, on the inside the park, Grand Slam. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was brutal. And then how he just like, oh, Shoot, I'm not going to get that, am I? Now, maybe the other guy was going to get there before him, but put a good show on. At least look like you're trying to go after the ball after you messed up like that. I don't know. It was it was annoying. Yeah, act like it and be like, oh, I have to, you know, go in, you know, into the infield and back some people up or something. Do something. Like, you, you can't be pull the cutoff, Jason man. Worth. Yeah. That one of Jason Worth when it, like, fell behind him and he just, like, stood there, like, the whole time. I was like, oh, my God. Brutal. Just absolutely brutal. Uh, what advice do you give people when we're paying attention to the trade deadline and we got fab periods coming up and all that? I know you already give a lot of fab advice. Anyhow, what are a couple of things you tell people that are asking for advice, like dealing with the trade deadline? I think don't worry so much about the players moving as the spots they open up. Okay. That it's like it's a good one. I, I think that that's where a lot of people like with Ben attendee, they're like, and they might notice like 
Benintendi goes and Gallo's down. Like they'll notice that, but they won't go back to what the Royals opened up the playing time there. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the key. And the good thing about like with this trade compared to the, some of the other ones that happened is we'll see what's happening for a few days. Yeah. The worst ones are going to be like, if a trade happens on Sunday right beforehand and you're like, Oh, what's the team going to do? And, you know, have to figure all that out or, you know, hope to figure it out. Um, I think one of the interesting things, and I think Steve Gardner brought this up is we're really going to have two fab periods to bid on because the trade deadlines on a Tuesday night at 6 PM Eastern, you know, we, we're going to have this Sunday, we got the fallout from at least one trade and hopefully a few others. And if you've got the hammer, you have to decide, am I going to wait to see if Soto goes to the American league or if Luis Castillo goes over the American league, do I use that hammer now? Um, I, I think it's going to be fascinating uh, psychology a little bit there to see see what people do. That is if we get some trades. Yeah, and I remember the the one year we could look back to see when it traded. I know Mark Trumbo coming to the AL was the big move for the mm-hmm. AL, and I was just like, "Is this really it? Like, are we yeah. gonna like everyone saved this money up and we're bidding on Mark Trumbo?" But um, other times, like I said, there's multiple ones. Or I think that year a lot of the like there was a lot of trades, but everyone just stayed in the AL. It's like yeah. with this one, like your AL and NL leagues, like, oh, nothing changed. I mean, you know, it's like you still have Benintendi. Maybe there's some spots on the Royals teams that have opened up, but it's like it's those cross-league trades. But sometimes they just, like I said, that one year, yeah, like a, you know, DH type, you know, bench bat mm-hmm. was the best player that moved one way to than the other. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm – I don't like to speculate because it's just like I spend so much like I can't use all my brain power for that. Like, I'll just use it for when it's actually right. happened. I think that's right. And to your point about like the what remains after trade, it's not just even the playing time. Sometimes it's roster like batting order, too. You mentioned Ben and leading off for the Yankees. You know, I mean, someone else is getting pushed down. Someone is stepping into a higher spot for the Royals, too. Now, it's hard to de- tell today because no Olivares, no wit. Nikki Lopez is getting a day off, too. Huge, if true. Uh, but you know, it's eventually we're going to start to see, okay, some guys are in more advantageous spots. It's like, it's going to be good to be next to, you know, if, if Merrifield stays like between Merrifield and Pasquantino would be a pretty good spot in the order. Yeah. And we're going to have that trade that comes out of nowhere. There's always one of those. That's like, um, it's just like, I was trying to remember, it was like the A's when they were in it and they traded their closer off. It was like, wait, what's going on here? Wasn't that was that last year or two years ago? And like they they traded him to like the Astros, like there's someone they were competing with. And I was just like, what are they doing? But oh, the Mariners last year, the Mariners was, and the Astros, Kendall Graveman trade. Yes, that was it. It was like, what? Wait, what's going on here? But um, no, there's going to be one that's just like no one really guessed. It was like not even on you know any of the MLB trade rumors lists or stuff like that. Those are the and, best. Oh, those yeah. are the ones I, I live for. I mean, I love seeing those that are the out of the blue trade. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, I love seeing those. It's usually the Rays involved, but we'll, we'll see what they end up getting. Yeah, man, I would love to see the Rays say, "Okay, you know what? We have the prospects. We're going after Juan Soto." I could see that. I would love to see that happen because they do have the prospects. They're one of those teams that, and they, and Lord knows they have enough like luxury tax room. Not, not that any billionaire owner can't afford it, but nonetheless, they, they don't have the salary. Ca- they don't have much of a payroll to begin with there. So they could certainly 
fit him in no problem but uh i would love to see some some surprise team go get soto yeah it's i kind of thought the mariners might but their outfield is so loaded i don't know how Mm -hmm. that's all going to work out like they don't need an outfielder but it's also one of those deals like they could be like okay we have extra outfielders does someone want hanager you know what i'm saying is they could go trade their outfielders off for other positions or for pitching if they got soto but um yeah i don't it sounds like the padres i don't know I you saw know how much today to, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how much to believe Boris or whoever's you know pushing those that rumor, but um, we'll see how it ends up. Um, but they're one that could use an outfielder too. That's kind of the issue. Some teams don't need so much the outfielder, and other ones it's like, yeah, this is you know a definite need for the team. Absolutely. One thing we do know is neither your team, the Royals, nor nor my team, the Reds, will be the mystery team. I think we can uh, safely <laughs> conclude that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to see what the, if the Orioles try anything. Orioles, I think that that might be an interesting team to see if they kind of get involved. Or it'd be nice to see if they could get someone with like um like Soto. I don't know if he would go there or if they would have it where they could get someone with like multiple years of eligibility. Like they're not going for it this year, but they get someone with like two and a half years, and they they think that they can then put together a team that way. Yeah. I mean, that's why St. Louis has been rumored to be a, t- a team that should be uh, delving into this a little bit there because they're pretty stable for the future too, and not just this year. The one thing, but the problem with St. Louis and all the Soto rumors is they need pitching. I mean, if, yeah. if you, oh. who's your game one starter for St. Louis? Is it Wainwright? <laughs> Michaelis? It's been going so bad for them. As I was going back to Matt's. I grabbed him and waved so many places and then just had to drop him like the next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I know. Or held him for a couple of weeks and it's like, all right, I'm all smart. And then, nope, I'm not. Just let's I go stay, on. I stayed away from Flaherty this year. Uh, and that's a sad one to see because that looks like that there's more than there's, there's the shoulder stuff. And then there's also, it seems like there's some acrimony between he and the team too. So, I don't know, but he would be that guy. A healthy Flaherty would be their game one starter type of guy, but a healthy Flaherty just doesn't exist. Yeah. I really, I don't know who's going to compete with the Dodgers and possibly the Padres. We'll see what the Padres end up putting Mm -hmm. up on the field, but the pitching for those two teams is just so loaded. I don't know who's going to kind of compete with them. Mets. Um, Yeah. The, you're right. The Mets Braves. I don't know if the Braves have it this year. Like, I think they went have like a, they got like freed and it's like Anderson, like everyone's kind of like not as good this year. Yeah, it's right true. Now. But I mean, I don't think, I mean, freed and Morton and well, Spr- Spencer Strider. I mean, Strider, I mean, Strider is awesome. Uh, it's just a question of how many innings can he throw? Yeah. And I want to see how they were talking. I was reading something about them where, he might end up piggybacking with someone or th- right now he might start doing the same thing is they may be piggybacking him to keep him for the playoffs is that he's only going to go, you know, one time through a lineup from that for a while, just if th- they've got the playoffs there. So it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like looking at the big teams and it's like yeah. the Astros and the Yankees. And it's just like, well, they're playing for it, you know, in the AL, I, Maybe sure. someone's going to beat one or the other, but it's just like they're so loaded right now and with the pitching and the hitting on both of them. And if I could see the Astros even go out and be like, all right, we need another bat and we're going to add someone and they just don't care. And 
you know, just right. end up really improving their team a, a ton. I, I mean, if they got Contreras, that would just, God, that, he's a perfect he's, fit. Oh, they have nothing at catcher. Yeah. He's perfect for them. And it's like, yep. That now they're just more. And if they get like a, a they're kind of been hurting in the outfield. I think they need that. Ben Intendi kind of made sense for them too. Even yeah. if he didn't play every day is just, everyone's kind of been hurt or not doing good with Brantley and um, Jordan Alvarez. It's like, it'd be nice to sit them a lot before you get into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and they, they've even talked about how they want Alvarez to be more of a DH the rest of the way too, to preserve him. Uh, so I could, I could absolutely see them going after outfielder, you know, going back to the Braves, uh, Luis Castillo would be a really good fit there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Whoever gets him, that's another one where it's like, whoever, I wouldn't be surprised if someone, God, Yankees don't need him or the Astros just like, Pick him up so the other another team doesn't. It's like yeah. the Do- the Dodgers like, all right, we really don't need you, but at least another team doesn't have a starter now. You know, one to throw against us that's an ace, and we'll just you know even if he's our number you know three or four guy, at least we're not you know having to go against him. I remember when uh, was it the Padres did that with Randy Myers one year. Um, I, I know he was, I think the Potters are on one side of that equation and they kind of got stuck with them. I think it was a back when you could do waiver, you know, past waiver deadline claim. They, they put a claim in on them and the, the team said, okay, you take them. And they're like, Oh, Oh, we didn't want them necessarily or something like that. I, I just remember that standing out. And this is post nasty boys. Uh, it was like a few years after that uh, when, when that happened. But uh, um, yeah, I, I, I could see the blocking move still be a thing that could, that could, that could work too. I'm all ready for it. Like I said, I, I've kind of guessed them. I don't, I don't, like I said, I'm not reading up. There's just so many scenarios right now that it's like, I'm kind of just to that point where it's just like, let's just get them done. Like, let's just see what's going to happen. And um, yeah, just actually kind of just trying to stay off Twitter, just try to see what everyone thinks, you know, it's like, all right, mm-hmm. let's, let's, I think it's gonna be more important, especially now that they've started. It's like, I wish there was a few more where we could just start analyzing what's happening what happened instead of what's going to happen. We just kind of got the one trade so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, staying off Twitter is almost always a good idea. I mean, I can't help myself. I'm on Twitter way too much. I like it. Uh, I think you joked one time about how like there are all the Scott fishbowl draft tweets. I was guilty of that. Um, And right now you've got trade deadline and training camp tweets all at once and all these, you know, thoughtful threads on players values for football drafts and all that. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've started to be a little bit more aggressive with my mute button on Twitter. I just, I have to pare it down a little bit. Yeah. I'd start, I had started some fire last week and I was just like, I'm muting it. Like I can't, I can't go back and answer, you know, continue with this. It's like, I've kind of stated my point and um, moving on. And um, yeah, it's, um, I feel bad sometimes muting some things, but I think even during um, TGFBI, like there was just so much going on with like the picks of that, like, and I was trying trying to get training news and everything else. It's like, I might just have to mute this for a week or two, you know? And and it's like, I I kind of feel bad about it, but like, I don't want it all, but it's like Scott Fishbowl, like, yeah, I'm probably muting that. I think that's permanently muted right now. The little hashtag they had for it. And it's like, just kind of keeps everything a little bit cleaner in my timeline. Right. Get what I want. I can't do that. I, I mean, first of all, I know Scott and like what he's doing with the fishbowl, but uh, secondly, it's just, you know, I, I have to do both sports, so it's tough, but I get it. I appreciate it. I, and there are certain like threads. I might even, I, I, you said you started something then had to mute it. I think that happened inadvertently. I think there was a comment that 
Scott and I made in the podcast on Sunday night. And I think it started with uh, like, where do we take Julio Rodriguez next year? And is it a first round? And I think it morphed into Julio Rodriguez versus Otani and Otani in the first round. And then like five days later and 200 replies later, you know, it's still going. It's like, okay, it's great. I'm glad we fostered this debate. Now stop. You know, it's like, yeah. especially when I'm like tagged in them too. That, that's the one thing. It's like, okay, yeah. Turn this <laughs> yeah. machine off. Yeah. It's, they have that mute the thread thing. And it's like, oh, I've been, I use that a lot. Just try yeah. to, or, um, yeah, especially, and sometimes like there's nothing going on during the off season and I'll talk for a while, but right now there's just so much and just trying to get through the season. It's definitely, um, important to, you know, like I said, I, want to see what's out there or, or if it's try to find like the entertaining things, at least do that. I don't need to yeah. debate. Yeah. Otani in the first round for, you know, a thousand threads. Like, well, we'll figure it out during next off season. Exactly. Exactly. Especially when there's a fire hose of information going on right now, it, it is tough to sift it all out there. Uh, what are you working on next? I know you uh, write for us. You do one man's trash and uh, talking about like, you know, a lot of the players that you can find out there in the NFBC format. What else you got going on? I know you just submitted an article to Fangraphs. What was that about? Um, I was looking at the Fangraphs one um, kind of just a little bit on swing plane. Like they had some stuff come out on that. At, mm-hmm. um, and there was some, there were some other ways to determine it and just see if some guys have changed or if there's also one I was looking at like Ozzy Albies and he's definitely got like an notice, like he's got like a low BABIP, but he's trying to get these home runs and it's just kind of like, he might be over swinging a bit, like trying to go for the fences a little too much mm-hmm. and kind of bring that down, especially for his power. And I think it kind of showed up this year when he didn't have a ton of power, like his hard hit right. percentages were way down and everything like that. I was kind of looking at him in the NFBC to like in a few leagues to see if I should add him back or, you know, is he going to still kind of struggle this year or what's kind of going on? So otherwise um, I've started thinking about writing for the book, but usually that doesn't happen until the season's over. Um, otherwise it's um, start getting ready for the fab this weekend. It's going to change on like an hourly basis. And absolutely. The worst thing I have to do is I used to keep up with it, but I have to do my own leagues. So there's like a point at like 10 o'clock, like Sunday morning. I'm just, it never gets updated after that. I feel bad about it, but I just have to draw the line somewhere or else it just, it's a, it's a constant process and I never get my own stuff done. Of course. Of course. Well, and then you do the chat on Sunday nights before the NFBC uh, bids are closed. Even, I mean, people can pick your brain, especially if they're in your league and go against you if they wanted to. I, there's someone, I don't know what, who they are, but they're in one league and it's like, they keep putting these up, like rank these ones. And it's like, I just did that for a league. I just did that for a league. And it's like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> it's like, like, ah, they're not going to get answered. Or a lot of times, like I'll answer something really similar for someone else, but it's like, Hmm, those are the exact players that, you know, we're ranking for that. were in my choice for this league. And you put the same one out again. And it's like, all right, that's, like you 15 know, 15 team league. <laughs> the owner has $137 left in fab. And these are the five guys. Please rank them in the exact bid amounts, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh my God. It's yeah. A hundred some dollars. I'm, that's going to be my problem in TGFBI or yogurt. It's I don't have the money left. I'm barely at, we'll, we'll see how I am. Work my way well, through I, there. I'm in double digits in one of my two mains. Um, it's just, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. But I won Vinny 
at a keep them honest bid price. I won Michael Harris in that league. I'm not, there's no regrets there and I need the players, but man, it's, it's going to be tough trying to, especially if I need to try to find another closer, which I think I'm probably going to need to do. I think Brett Martin's reign of terror is over. And uh, I don't know what, what the Yankees are going to do with uh, their bolt back in the bullpen. Clay Holmes, he might be that ace reliever. Pitched the eighth inning yesterday. Didn't like seeing that, I'll tell you that much. Even though I knew tolling made sense. It was like four, five, six coming up. But uh, I really didn't want to see uh, see him pitch the eighth, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, and it depends. You have to kind of play the game in different leagues. There's one league, I think I have my lowest or one of my lowest fabs, and I always look at it, and I'm like second in the league. Like everyone spent a ton. So that's where I'm like, oh, but every week I just have to kind of look and it's like, all right, how much can I spend? You know, what's it going to take to maybe get some guys? And um, Scott, he's in the league of one of mine and he's been holding the hammer like the whole year. It's just like, all right, Scott, you need to start spending down and get whatever you want. And I I think he just like, I'm going to take Max Meyer. It didn't work out for him, but it's like, yeah, Scott's getting him. Like, I'm not even going to worry about it. (laughs) Like, we can't even, can't even play that game. He's yours. Do what, you know. Do what you want, and um, we'll, we'll, we put in bids. Let's keep keep him honest, but I was pretty sure he's like I'm keeping him away from everyone else, and I, he was really needing pitching too. So it's right. like, yeah, he he's 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 Scotts, and we'll move on. That's kind of that industry main that ended up. I don't know how. That oh, worked. I know it's the it's the talking table. I mean, there, you're in it. There, Sporer's in it. Justin's in it. Um, Michael Govier's in it. Very quiet table there. Uh, Dalton's oh. in it. Potts is in it. He's yeah. not really a talker, but it's yeah. Potts is also in it. Um, no, it's um, Emmett um, Runlin. He got like second. I think he was the team between um, the two Phils teams. That's correct. Last year. He was. He got yeah uh, second. He's in the league. It's um, uh, Dustin Mc, Dustin McComb. Dust, oh, McComas. Yeah. McComb, yeah. He he was between me and um. Emmett. And you had Brady Tinker as your moderator. And so he's like his booming voice over the room there. And anytime like you were ahead of us on a player, like, ah, now the whole room, I hope I'm coming up next is my picks. You know, the whole room's going to hear it. We were so far ahead. It was, I remember one bid, we took a player and then like 20 or 30 minutes later, we heard him taken at another table. And we're just like, what round are they in? You know, it's like, yeah. like, why did we jump them this high? But our table with Dalton in it, he pushed up the pitching so much that are we, it was kind of out of whack um, that and we, everyone kind of knew he was going to push it up. So I was going to say, it's the fear of Dalton because you know, he he's going to do it. So you anticipate what he does. Yeah. So our whole table, I remember Nestor Cortez, we, we had our ranks and it was just, our guys were being taken. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Tanner. It's like, well, he's just next, but his ADP is like five rounds later, but, since everyone's been pushed up, we just have to go for it. And I think Spore ended up throwing stuff at us at that point. He was, cause he was going to take him next, but it was just, it was one of those deals that got pushed up, but it wasn't, it was like they were in order. It was just so many of them going. And um, so now it was, it's, it's an interesting main. And I don't, it's one of the few, we'll have to see if any of us even make the top 100. It's so close that way. Yeah. Um, that it's one of those I was in one in New York city that way that um, eventually, actually, I think um, list ended up pushing it up because of um, the terminate um, um, the punisher 
with the reds. He got oh like, yeah 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 Aristides Aquino. Yeah, that big September whatever. He just like flew ahead of everyone because he ended up getting those like twenty home runs out of like nowhere. I and, remember um, that. Uh, we've got a couple, I guess, a couple in the in the top one, um, in the yeah. overall. But it's um, not eighty four. We got one, one at eighty four. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at that now. Yeah, we're actually we, no, we're third, but we're way down on our two sixty seven. Like they're really close. Like we just get like five points. We move to third. For yeah, seven. nobody's at a hundred points in that league. That's amazing. Yeah, That's it, a tight league. So yeah, it's it's one of those ones where it's like. I, we fell like four spots yesterday. I don't know what happened. Actually, we haven't hit. It helps not having, I mean, we have Devers not in it, but no, it's one of those ones. Like, I don't think anyone's going to get an overall. It's everyone's just playing for the league right now. Yeah. My best main event team has been wait, missing Harper for a while. And I'm just like, Oh, just come back, please. And he, I have a draft and hold where I went Harper Roberts on the turn. I was so happy with myself. Yeah, of course. And for for a, for a long time, you you, you were right. Um, you're you're crushing it. God, now it's like oh great, both of you guys just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Roberts is one too. That I feel feel for those people. It's like yeah, he just when he's in, he's been so good. But otherwise, it's just been kind of ugly. And you've had a lot of midweek decisions on him too. That's the other thing. It's like the White Sox are another one of those teams like the Royals where they don't really tell you, oh, we're going to put him on the IL. We're going to wait till Wednesday to do it. Uh, hate you. Yeah. That's the one thing I need to keep track of a little bit better. It's like, yeah, some of those teams, those tendencies. So it's like, I know what the White Sox next year is like, oh, you know, they just kind of drag their heels, just find a replacement for them. Yeah. Like last year was the Yankees. It was bad news every Monday, it felt like. They waited till Monday to give us the, the lay the hammer down on us. And then, then, then they did. Probably because they were traveling on Sunday. So I get it. But they should be thinking of us, not them. The funniest thing I did have to find out doing the whole like 10 months, um, everyone heading on the paternity leave here right around the all-star break. It's like, Hmm, 10 months after the season ended and now everyone's going on paternity leave. Like, Hmm. Interesting. Great, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's like, Hmm. I can't remember who got like really hosed me over on that a few weeks ago. It was like after the game even started or something like that, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. That but, was, that happened just like last week. There was someone like that. I thought, but uh Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, it is interesting that, that that's the things that we didn't think we had to deal with that we do now, but at least that we're aware of a lot more now than we were in then. But uh, yeah. anyways, Jeff, it's been fun. Uh, appreciate you jumping on with me. Uh, good luck in all your fabs this week and filtering all the noise. It's going to be uh, let's let's hope for a lot of trades though. Oh yeah, I'm. I think the more the merrier. Like I said, hopefully I can just sit down and get through it all and. I just outwork people this weekend trying to find, figure out where those deals are and um, just hope you don't miss any. Like I said, I think just kind of going through each one, I'm sure we'll miss some or, you know, who's right. going to move up or down, but just go as hard as you can and um, just try to look, yeah, look through each situation. Exactly. David Robertson's trending. Is that good or bad? Oh boy. I, bad for me. Nope. I have him in too many places. I knew it was coming though when they held him out, you know, when he says, oh, he told me I was down today. Yeah, that that's probably not great. But anyways, yeah. we'll see about that. By the time you hear this podcast, we'll have res re resolution on where David Robertson's going to be playing as where's next. Jeff, thank you so much. Good luck on uh, your leagues. Thanks uh, for joining me, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Jeff Zimmerman, everybody. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff W. Zimmerman. Of course, read him on Fangraphs, read him on Rotowire, listen to him on the Launch Angle podcast, and read the process when it comes out in the offseason as well. 
We uh, Coming up tomorrow, we've got uh, Clay and Todd with two-star starters. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.